2: Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show with Taco Tuesday. Yeah, I guess, we, I guess we're missing our Taco Tuesday sound effects. That's okay. I ate my burrito for lunch, actually. And maybe, maybe we're going to need to come up with a burrito Tuesday <laughs> sound effects. My man here is coming back from a long weekend. He'll get back in the groove, right? Uh, but anyway, glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Um, got so much to get into. I don't know. Do I start with proof of election fraud? Do I um, talk about how a bunch of Texas Democrats are being threatened with being arrested? What all do we get into tonight? Do we talk about more evidence about these, these uh, shots being poison with the new warning label being slapped? I mean, where do we go with this? I mean, it's just it's, it's crazier every day that I come in here and do the show. Do you guys know what the, what the evil twins are of technocracy and transhumanism? Do you guys know what the connection is actually between these jabs and why they're working so hard over time? To try to uh, and now there's even a report coming out. They're not just working overtime, planning to go door to door. They've not just been taking down people's YouTube channels and and taking down uh, doctors and getting them fired. And you know um, they're not just been sucking up uh, your hydroxychloroquine and all treatments around the and and slapping fact checking uh, uh, post uh, on any fact checking uh, warnings on on any post related to that. Now get this. The Democrats, they're pushing these shots so hard that now they want cell phone companies and and cell phone providers to be monitoring text messages in order to stop, quote, disinformation. Why are they going through all this? Did you guys know that it might have something to do with something called transhumanism? I've mentioned it before, and we've got an expert, Patrick Wood, who's going to be on tonight, who's got an incredible article out now called The Evil Twins of Technocracy, and transhumanism and he will be here after the break and you're going to want to stay tuned for this before i go further let me bring in my brother who's back after a long weekend it's dj potato skins there's
0: tremendous spirit in our (laughs) dj potato skins dj (laughs) potato skins Skins.
1: tremendous spirit Most important news story of the day andrea is there has never been a taco tuesday sound effect oh is (laughs) it i'm not throwing the ball there there never was an effect but we need one
2: we've Taco Tuesday sound No, but effect? we need like a
1: crunch effect or something. So
2: I threw it to you for a sound effect we didn't even have? and yeah, we, we definitely
1: <laughs> was as big as Taco or Burrito Tuesday as we need one.
2: Let me tell you, I have had quite the rough uh, past few days personally. And, you know, I've mentioned uh, a little bit, those of you who follow me on social media, by the way, we're streaming live right now on the answer, uh, San Diego Facebook page. It's been a rough couple days. And so I'm just grateful that I get to come in here. And even if I'm like blowing it, not speaking that best and not articulating things the best, you, you know, that I get to come in here and share this time with you guys. And my man's skin's here, you know, it just, it, it, and, and that I'm able to laugh right now is just really, it's really, um, a miracle for me and it's a blessing, right? Um, now we got to get into you. You've, you've a blessing for you has been my friend that you haven't had to be dialed in on what's been and happening. And I made
1: sure I was completely unplugged. So yeah, it's uh, not nice getting back to the insanity.
2: It is. Um, here's some insanity. Trump spoke over the weekend at CPAC. Good news on CPAC, by the way. I don't know if you know if you you didn't hear the news. They took a straw poll like they do every year at CPAC, and the question was if Trump runs, uh, uh, runs again in 2024, who do you support? And of course, it was almost overwhelming. Like 98. He had 98 percent approval. Rate. Overwhelmingly, it was Trump in 2024. Then the question was, if it's not Trump running in 2024, who do you support? And it was uh, uh, overwhelmingly DeSantis and little Mr. Mike Pence was nowhere to be found. Oh, Nowhere to be Looks found. like you made the wrong decision, uh-huh. Mike. Yeah. Um, the blockbuster moment of Trump's speech was m- in which he referenced a letter that he received uh, from a former U.S. attorney who told him that Bill Barr had instructed him to not investigate any election integrity or voter fraud issues in the state of Pennsylvania. And you and I, how many times we've been talking about nothing matters if elections don't matter, right? Almost every night. Nothing matters if elections don't matter. I think the last show you were with me on might have been one of the last few shows for you to take a break with Dr. Frank. Go to Spreaker.com, by the way, and listen to the podcast from last week's show. I think it was July 7. And listen again to Dr. Frank about uh, the election fraud because people are still asking me about that podcast. So Trump mentions a letter he got from the uh, U.S. Attorney in Pennsylvania about the election fraud um, that happened in that state, and Trump released the email today. I don't usually read from letters or from articles on air, because, I mean, who tunes in to listen to me? This isn't an audiobook show, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like to think people <laughs> tune in and now for Friday, fun day, it's books by Andrea. <laughs> um, but I, I wanted you to hear it from this guy. And it's not long. President Trump, you were right to be upset about the way Democrats ran the 2020 election in Pennsylvania. It was a partisan disgrace. The governor, the secretary of the Commonwealth and the partisan state Supreme Court made up their own rules and did not follow the law. Um, which I'm going to stop there, which, um, you know, he, he should be calling out the Supreme Court, by the way, who refused to hear the case. And in the fact that uh, the state court, uh, the S- Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, unconstitutionally rewrote election law and the Supreme Court, which was decided on uh, by Kavanaugh that he would refuse uh, the, to hear th- the case. The article goes on. The letter goes on. Even worse, the state attorney general, Josh Shapiro, the very person responsible for the enforcement of state election law, declared days before election day that you could not win the election, which was because he knew the fix was in. Right. Um, It would be hard to imagine a more irresponsible statement by a law enforcement officer, especially during a hotly contested election. How about criminal instead of irresponsible statement? Um, Because what was going on was criminality. In light of such statements, it's hardly surprising that many Pennsylvanians lack faith in our state's election results. On election day and afterwards, our office received various allegations of voter fraud and election irregularities. As part of my responsibilities as U.S. Attorney, I wanted to be transparent with the public and, of course, investigate fully any allegations. Attorney General Barr, however, instructed me not to make any public statements or put out any press releases regarding possible election irregularities. I was also given a directive to pass along serious allegations to state attorney general for investigation the same ag who had already declared that trump could not win i disagreed with that decision but those were my orders here's where it gets really tricky for me on this dude as a marine infantry officer i was trained to follow the chain of command and to respect the orders of my superiors even when i disagreed with them you know what U.S. Attorney, former U.S. Attorney or or sitting U.S. Attorney, I don't know if he's still in his position or not, McSwain. Let me tell you something. You were not under the military code of, uh, the uniform code of justice, the military uniform code of justice at this point. You were a private citizen. You had a job to do, which was protect the law of the state and and to investigate any criminality, in particular that related to the election. This is just, the the fact that he was that he's hiding behind his military service as an excuse for the fact that he did nothing is is appalling to me. What is happening with our military? There's a, there's a um, article out today that our navy is not prepared. They're all caught up on diversity training, but they don't know how to they don't know how to work a ship. They don't know how to navigate. I've That's seen a, that
1: in numerous places.
2: Right. So this guy, a shame on this man. Shame on him for after the fact sitting back and doing nothing allowed. Our military is supposed to be fighting enemies, foreign and domestic. These are enemies within the United States of America who presided over, coordinated and implemented the theft of a presidential election. There is no greater effort. There's no greater obligation on the part of somebody in the former United States military than to speak up and do something to stop. The communist takeover of the United States of America, because that's what this is about. So he does a radio interview today, and I know I'm supposed to be doing my segment right now all angry at the Democrats, right? Because that's what the Republican, that's what the RNC, you didn't even hear the story from last night, Again, get it a little bit later. The Republican Party right now, after we found out yesterday, while they were going around collecting $200 million promising to fight the fraud and then mocking it in internal emails that were released yesterday... I'm not gonna sit here and focus all my efforts. And then they also said to potato skins, they raise much more money when they're when they're just fighting Democrats. It's all about raising money for them. They didn't give a crap about election fraud. So I know that I'm supposed to be sitting here today as a good little conservative and putting all my efforts bashing the Democrats for how they stole the election. When the reality is we had this could not have happened had we had Republicans doing their dang job. And this man does an interview today and he even went further than the letter and he's talking about the fact how there weren't poll watchers were not allowed to watch and he goes on to say that if the recounts and and counting of the votes um, were on the up and up then why would they be hiding them and not allowing anybody to watch Beg, just begging the question more why didn't you do something I'm so sick and tired of hearing people talk about, like at the FBI and the DOJ, oh, it's just a few at the top. No, it's not. Because if you are part of the FBI and the DOJ for four years and that continues during four years of the Trump administration and continuing to persecute Americans for their, uh, through the FBI and the DOJ to persecute Americans for their politics and you sit back and you do nothing, you're the problem. Right. Come to find out this dude's going to run for office and he wants Trump's endorsement. So how convenient for him now to be able to come out after the fact. This is such typical Republican establishment, isn't it, Skins?
1: It's what you and I. I mean, I know we're not doing a third party and I'm not saying that that's even what needs to be done. But that's why we're so just over the whole thing, because they're not willing to step up and to do what it takes. It's all talk. It's all campaign for as many dollars as they can get.
2: Right. Right. And so now what's happened now, all the and the mechanism that were in place that the Republicans did nothing to stop that allowed for the theft of an election are now being implemented all over across the country. When you've got a state like Texas, where the state legislatures are trying to stop election thro- fraud, then we've got these Democrats all uh, taking taxpayers money to fly private without masks to skip out of Texas. Update on that story. Um, uh, Governor Abbott has said that he's going to put out arrest warrants and arrest them. If they come back, somebody pointed out a good a good point today and said, well, that flight plan was like three hours done three hours in advance. If Abbott really wanted to stop those those Texas Democrats from leaving the state and force them to to hold a quorum and vote and pass these Texas law, he could have done it. So is this more blessed? This is this is what the Republican Party does. There's such they're such deceivers and manipulators. And you're right, I'm over it. Jenna Ellis last night, she said, I'm leaving the Republican Party until they get their act together. I'm not going to give them another dime.
1: And that's what it's going to take. We have to stop giving him money because they're not doing anything with
2: it. Right. And speaking of Governor Abbott, you missed the Friday night show and then I'll take a break. In Texas, there there, there is a judge in Texas that turned an American citizen over away from family court for her divorce and sent her to a Sharia court in Houston, Texas a Sharia court and this Sharia court is called a fake panel of three is actually being overseen out of Saudi Arabia.
1: Why'd they send her over there? I'm just curious. Cause I, I missed the entire story.
2: She signed a prenup with this Muslim husband of hers and uh, the United States court and and, 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 and uh, which the prenup was done under Sharia law, which should have been shredded. What he should have done when it was brought into this, this United States courtroom, the judge should have said, um, hey, can you get clerk of law over there, my law clerk, can you take this over there? And if you need to take the staples out, I'm not sure how our shredder works. Can you shred this Sharia prenup agreement, please? Now, let's get down to, to implementing the United States law, Texas law, when it comes to family courts.
1: Wow. In Texas, that blows in Texas. my
2: mind. And in this Feek panel, under Sharia law, a woman doesn't even get to decide whether or not she gets divorced. And her, and her testimony only counts half that of a man. I'm way behind uh, on taking a break and going to Patrick Wood. So uh, he will explain to you the evil twins of technocracy and transhumanism and what it's got to do with these so-called vaccines. Stay tuned.
0: Sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E.
1: Andrea K. Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Okay, so Tom Dallas is um, Why are you teasing me, man? If you're listening to the show right now, you better be straight with me. Are you running for governor or not, man? I was trying to get an endorsement out of him, and he said who he likes in the race, and he's sending me pics of himself. So I don't know if he's actually running or not. He better be careful, though, because that, those text messages might be monitored, and yours mine as well. So be careful what you text him are me. Are these the I pictures from the fishing boat. <laughs> That's what we want to see. If you're listening, Tom Dell, you better be forking over those pics because ain't nobody believing you, Mr. Shiny Shoes, Mr. Dandy, Polished Nails, ever worked on a fishing boat. Um, okay, got to move on. Got to get get back to being serious. Um, speaking of the uh, attempts to completely destroy our ability to um, communicate with each other and share a message that's not uh, stamped by approval of the Marxist in in the White House and in the and in the uh, propagandist media. Um, Patrick Wood joins me now. He's executive director and founder of citizens for free speech. He is also an expert in something called technocracy, and he's been on the show before, and whenever he's been on in the past, he's been on two or three times. I get lots of messages from you guys. You find what he has to say fascinating. He's the uh, author of the book Technocracy Rising, the Trojan Horse of Global Transformation, and he also co-authored Trilaterals over Washington, Volumes 1 and 2, with Anthony Sutton. He's got a, I told you guys at the open of the show, He's got a really interesting article out or blog post, if you will, called The Evil Twins of Transhumanism and Technocracy. And he joins me now. Hi, Patrick Wood. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show.
3: So glad to be with you, Andrea. Thank you for having me on.
2: Thank you. Um, Okay, so I kind of teased out a a month or so ago that I was going to get into this. I've been hearing rumblings about transhumanism and how it it, it, it was connected somehow to these shots. And then I saw your article today. Before I get into that and how it's the evil twin of of technocracy, I want to get your response as um, the uh, executive director and founder of Citizens for Free Speech on the story breaking to That the Democrats and the administration want to start monitoring text messages regarding, quote, disinformation about the shots.
3: Oh, this is absolutely outrageous. And uh, I I have to say that this administration is showing all the signs of having gone completely lawless. Um, There's no respect for the Constitution, for federal law. Uh, Things that have been in place for decades and standard, you know, uh, uh, legal concepts and so on are just being trampled. And uh, how can we stop it? This is tough. The courts aren't stopping it. Congress is doing nothing. And in the meantime, uh, our laws are being bent and, you know, shattered by these actions like this. It's just, it's absolutely inconceivable.
2: Yeah, really. and right. And what we need to do, at least from a communication standpoint as conservatives, we need to be some supporting outlets that are providing a means for people to communicate that are not tied to big tech, that don't have the overlords. And as I've yeah. been educating people about that, this Getter app that came out with uh, Jason Miller's an absolute disaster. And uh, even from an interface software standpoint, the bigger thing for people to understand is if it's still tied to Amazon and on Amazon servers, if they're down, if they're downloading an app off of Google and App Store, if it uses, if it uses Gmail, if it uses Cloudflare, uh, which is uh, you know a cloud service attached to Big Tech, it's still Big Tech. Right, so don't be fooled. Don't be thinking I don't have an Amazon. I don't have any of those listening devices in my home. I'm very careful. Um, But we need to be supporting new um, new methods of communications that aren't tied uh, to big tech because that's that's the because you're right. Nothing's being done to stop it, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And um the and the goal is to control our minds and ultimately control our bodies. And that's why I wanted to bring you on tonight and have you explain. The evil twins of technocracy and transhumanism. Go wow. forth.
3: Well, let me let me uh, start just by saying, in, in, even in my opening paragraph, was my little uh, tagline: Technocracy is to the transformation of society. And you can think here, Green New Deal. You can think the Great Reset. Uh, you can think sustainable development uh technocracy is to the transformation of society as transhumanism is to the transformation of the people that live in that society and uh, the idea of transhumanism has been around for a long time it's a metaphysical proposition that says that uh, advanced technology applied to humans can ultimately help humans escape death and become immortal and in the meantime, you know, all kind of body hacks and, you know, ways to overcome weaknesses within the human condition. And, uh, you know, they're, they're now up to the, the, this transhuman movement. Everybody missed it. That's all I can say. Everybody missed it. The universities have been full of these people for decades now that have been working nonstop to try and figure out how to use technology to transform humanity. They're openly writing about it. There's not a secret. It's not a conspiracy theory whatsoever. Um, But with genetic engineering now, and, of course, everybody gets excited about genetic engineering of seed and animals and pigs and stuff like that. When you think about genetic engineering of human beings, which these uh, gene therapy shots are all about right now that uh, Moderna and so on are taking, um, you're talking about changing the genetic structure, potentially, of all humanity. Uh, this is transhumanism. This, is their, this has been their goal, is to create humanity 2.0 by the use of genetic engineering. And they're doing it to us right this minute.
2: Well, they are. And it's the only explanation that and just sheer power for why uh, they trumped up and, um, you know, fear mongered to get people overly hysterical over a virus that had a ninety nine point five percent recovery rate from the jump pushed to lock down healthy people into their homes, denied them treatments and cures that they, by the way, were hoovering up for uh, the elites to be able to use uh, magnifying and amplifying and lying about uh, uh, about death rates. Um, they, were, they were refusing to tell the American people that who was really the, the most vulnerable were people over 65 with comorbidities and nobody else really needed to worry about it. It was actually not even wor- as bad as the flu for the rest. Um, they were intentionally putting six seniors into nursing homes. Uh, they were pushing people to get testing everywhere when healthy people don't need to be running out and getting tested. And then they were falsifying the, the, the case count on the positive test just to continue uh, to keep everybody locked in. Then they pushed the mask and all that to continue to fear monger and get it into the in the minds of people and it was almost immediately in which they were saying to the american people you'll get normal back maybe once we get to the quote vaccines and then immediately once once trump and uh, um, worked with the private sector to miraculously get these things out as though they hadn't been already been in development for decades um, then it was, well, we got the variants coming out. So you might have to have booster shots, right? So the end is, so it's all been a ruse to try to get us. To, to comply, I think it's in part about trying to get us to submit to the idea of a collectivist society to where we're all now, um, you know, joined together at the hip and then they can control us that way. It, also, they can add us into their technocratic system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately also have control over our bodies. And there's no, as uh, Dr. Yader, I think it was from Pfizer who worked for them for 30 years said, there's no benign reason for why they're doing this. It could either be for transhumanism or it could also be for population control in terms of at some point down the road, they can go from the computer screen into your arm with no questions asked at this point. And if they need to knock off a few percentage of the population, they can do so.
3: Yeah, that's right. Andrea, listen, I want you to write my next book for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just said it, uh, and it's exactly right. There, there are so many different angles to this whole thing, but it's not the, the one angle. It's not. It's not about your health. It's not about you as a person, as an individual. Um, it, it has absolutely nothing to do with your health or my health or taking care of humanity's health. It's about getting control over every human on the planet and all economic t- activity on the planet. And they're, they have been wildly successful at doing this. Nobody in the history of the world has been able to shut down the global economy like these technocrats did when they first introduced the pandemic. Nobody's ever done that. Mm-mm. You say, well, it's not Democrats You know, that did it. It's not Republicans that did it. It's not communists that did it. I mean, is, is it Hindus? Is it you know African tribesmen? I mean, who did it? Well, there is a class of people at the top of this pile that I call technocrats and that's what they are. They're Mm -hmm. trying to conquer the world and society by using advanced technology and they're pulling the levers right now. Nobody's paying attention to them. They're getting away with it. It's like the perfect crime in a sense Mm -hmm. that, that they're doing it while nobody is observing them doing it. But
2: well uh,
0: you can see the
3: trail if you're
2: looking right and you can also see a lot of the end game not even just surrounding the shots but part of the end game too um, in terms of technocracy and transhumanism is these smart cities you know there's a reason why Bill Gates is buying up and owns such a large percentage if not the majority of our farmland now and then uh, you know as as and now he controls you know our produce basically and then he's bought large lots of land and you know one of the things that they did was very cleverly with these shutdowns right is they shut down all the mom and Pops, and then everybody, and, and now Amazon is just so much more powerful, right? And now they've got everybody going on board with your medical all to be, you know, and now on your phone. And the idea of a smart city is that you're going to live in this little bubble community, and everything about your life is going to be within this very small area. You're going to get all the food and produce is going to be provided to you by Bill Gates. You're the rest is going to be, you know, your little store there provided by Amazon, and you'll go into shop, and you'll have so social credits based upon how well your social justice warrior and your ESG score. And, you know, as well as if you've been a good little citizen getting your shots and you go to check out and you got to, you know, show your phone. Right. And and it's also a cashless society as well. And so everything now is controlled for for the Americans and for the for the citizens in this own little bubble. And that's which is one of the reasons why they've also got to get over our energy sector as well. And I crush us on uh, trying to drive a car.
3: Right, right. All of these are great markers of technocracy, the things that you just uh, went through. They're all extremely important. They're cogs in the wheel is what they are. Mm-hmm. But if you want to really get the sense of how evil this thing is, is coming upon the world, you can listen to the world Economic, uh, or the World Economic Forum's founder, Klaus Schwab, who says that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy? Yep. And you have—he's serious, dead serious. They're—they're they're all saying it. We're going to build back better. We're going to—that's you know, assuming a scorched earth policy. Would you build back better? Um, this idea that you'll have no property rights, that you'll own nothing, is beyond comprehension to Americans. You say, what if—what if you own nothing? What if you had—you didn't own a house, you didn't own a car, you own nothing, and they say you'll be happy? I ask the question, okay, so who does own the things that they will rent to you on a pay-per-view basis? Who does own those things? Who owns the cars? Who owns the houses and the bricks and mortar, uh, whatever? Well, it's not going to be you and me. That's the problem with this. Mm -hmm. The global elite are accumulating all the resources of the world into a global common trust, taking property away from people, you and me, and this is happening all over the world and putting it into this common trust so they will make all the decisions on what we are allowed to make and consume.
2: Wow. This has it's, never
3: happened in the history of the world. It's absolutely draconian. It's dystopian. It's, it's like the worst horror movie you could ever imagine.
2: Right. I mean, right, right now, when we've got, when we're seeing in real time Cubans rising up in the streets because they're tired of starving, they're tired of not having having necessities and, you know, uh, and they don't have any, they don't have any ability because they don't have the Second Amendment there and they don't have any arms. They don't have any ability uh, other than to scream yeah. their voices and they're doing it carrying American flags. You know, at the same time that that's going on, we've got Americans that are actually pushing everything that you just described, where which is basically what's happening in Cuba Cuba times about a thousand.
3: Yes, I know. I, I suggested to a friend today that maybe Cuba and America are going to do a flip flop, where <laughs> yeah. where we become like communist China or communist Cuba and a dictatorship, and where Cuba becomes a bastion of liberty and freedom.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's looking that way. Well, Patrick Wood, thank you for being here. Tell everybody how they can read this article and, and uh, read your books and get more information. Yeah, thank you.
3: They can catch all of that on technocracy.news, and they can catch all of our activities on the First Amendment and free speech over at um, uh, citizensforfreespeech.org. Create a join. We need everybody on board mm-hmm. to fight for and defend the First Amendment in our country right now, honestly.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here and for all you do.
3: My pleasure. Anytime.
2: All right. Now, y'all t- uh, stay tuned. We've got more to cover on the other side of the break. We're going to get into some maybe some breaking news in the governor's race here in Cali.
0: Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook fan page at
1: Andrea K, Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Keisha. Just perusing some different headline topics before you, I think uh, Skins has something to report on in a minute. I just, I have to, I have to mention this. It has gotten so crazy with people on their Insta accounts and TikTok doing all these selfie videos. And, you know, for a while we were starting to see people literally dying, taking selfies, right? At like Machu Picchu and falling off of cliffs. And after a while of this, I was kind of thinking that maybe people would wise up and not be like endangering their lives lives in order to get a picture of themselves to post on Instagram. So I'm looking and I'm saying that this gal, beautiful young gal 32 years old from Hong Kong fell to her death after uh, taking a pic on a side of a cliff on a selfie, and here's where it gets interesting. This is why I'm even mentioning it. She's got, and I shouldn't be laughing, and, and I'm not, because this is a horrifying story, and I feel terrible for her family, but she's got a tagline. She's, there's two pics of her on this Instagram account on the edges of steep cliffs, and she's got the tagline on there, Life should be fun, not dumb. Can, can we all agree that taking selfies of yourself... Uh, that uh, where you 're about to fall off a cliff is kind of kind of dumb. heart goes out to her family because this is just devastating all right so um, i don 't know skins did you have something that you wanted to report on the vaccine
1: uh, just real quickly i mean i don 't know too much and i 'm not going to claim to know a lot about this actual um, syndrome, but there 's a i 'm probably going to pronounce it wrong one hundred reports of Julian Barré syndrome have been confirmed so far. Uh, the FDA, uh, according to the Epic Times, has been adding a warning about this neurological disorder linked to the Johnson and Johnson COVID nineteen. Vaccine, And it's basically a rare syndrome that attacks the immune system and your nerves. And, there, you know, it's associated, obviously, with weakness and tingling in your extremities. Those are usually the, the first symptoms, but it can lead to partial or uh, severe paralysis.
2: Wow. OK, this is what we were just talking about. Ninety nine point five percent recovery rate. And the people that have passed away from it primarily, I mean, we had supposedly 600,000 people have died from COVID, right? We know Correct. that now that they're admitting that hydroxychloroquine works and ivermectin, that at least 80% of those, had they been given hydroxychloroquine. And then and you, know, and you know there was different combinations with the z pack and, and with vitamin D. We know that, that they're saying that upwards of 80% of those people could have, could have survived, which means we were looking at really just a bad flu season. And and in the course of and I'm going to say it again, they killed Americans in the course of people getting making people so miserable, locking them inside their homes, shutting down their businesses in order so that they could get you so desperate to get out of your homes and get back to work and, and live your life again, that you'd be willing to be jabbed with a poison that now has on top of myocarditis, heart attacks, blood clots that are killing people, miscarriages, fertility issues. Now. If it doesn't kill you, maybe you're just going to hope that you got a little paralysis.
1: And 100 reports so far, Andrea, that's just the ones we know of.
2: Right. Uh, You weren't here last night. I read some stats of how many, I think, over 400,000 reactions, 40-something thousand hospitalizations, 10,000 deaths, and on and on and on. And we know that only about 5% of issues related to, quote, vaccines, only 5% are reported to VAERS.
1: But Andrew, they're probably, means, but they're safe from the from the virus.
2: Well. If- <laughs> How can you be? How can you consider yourself safe when you're still telling people they got to wear masks? And by the way, there's breaking news today. It's very confusing um, because California Department of Education said today that all kids have to wear masks in school. Um, Then they came out and said, well, um, if uh, uh, whether or not they've been vaccinated, then they came out and said, well, we're going to segregate out and do separate but equal and have kids who haven't been vaccinated in a whole separate area. And we know kids don't get it and they don't give it we didn't do any of this they do die from the flu and when when the flu's going around in a bad flu season nobody bothers to to segregate kids or make them wear a mask but now when they don't get it and they don't give it now we got segregation and then they flip-flopped on that now i'm hearing that the san diego um has come out with something kind of similar to where they're going to segregate out um kids who haven't who haven't gotten it that is just 100 straight up child abuse It's psychologically abusive to put masks on kids. It is psychologically abusive to keep them home away from their kids. It was psychologically abusive to not allow them to participate in sports and do any of their extracurricular activities. Now we're going to try to punish the kids who haven't gotten the shot by separating them from their friends. This is just absolutely unconscionable. And all of that is to continue to try to push shots on people Tennessee breaking news out of Tennessee though they're not going to be going around aggressively trying to get anybody they've they've backed off of that in Tennessee good for them yeah all right um, we're going to take another tiny little break and hey, real quick back. before yeah. we go
1: to break I haven't had a chance to text you we have a caller let's take uh, Mike from San Diego real quick oh, he's got okay. some comments on money to
2: Republicans oh okay Mike from San Diego welcome to the Andrea Kay show
0: oh thank you Andrea um, taking my call I on speaker I hope that's okay um, so, uh, I, I, you did take a call from me last week. I, uh, I appreciated that very much. So regarding the Republicans, yes, I, I spent, I'm retired. I, I said I contributed more money ever in my life last year to Republican, um, candidates all over the place. Uh, I even got a handwritten thank you from, um, the losing Republican woman in Georgia for us Senate to Warnock, um, couldn't believe that. But, uh, but I have been sending back uh, using, using uh, solicitors from the Republican party. I've been sending back in their postage paid business reply envelopes. No, thank you. Too many rhinos. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and I'll support the good people, but I'm with you a hundred percent. I don't trust the Republican party. Uh, they're just they're just too fractured.
2: Well, they're, um, they're still the the leadership, which involves the consultancy class, and involves all these different packs out there that are run by people like Karl Rove, um, yeah. Ronna McDaniel, the establishments that are that are behind the the machinery that is the Republican Party that's controlling everything and picking candidates. Like here in California for governor, they're backing Faulkner, who's no better than than uh, 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 literally no better, in my opinion, than Gavin Newsom. Faulkner took well, over the convention center and spent. 40 million dollars to house 900 homeless people yeah when that's that's inexcusable to me so no so i think we need to we need to back we need to encourage uh people to run for office we need to be as focused on local election races as we are uh, the national ones and we need to we need to share we need to spend our money not at the top of the rnc but with the the candidates that we know are true conservative and not just Uh because somebody's got an r after their name
0: I agree with discretion, and I have to. Uh, I will openly admit I, I'm i retired, but uh, I, I'm a lucky son of a gun. Uh, I, today I contributed to Larry Elder's <laughs> California governor campaign, and I hope that you agree with that. Um, I, I love your show, Andrea. I love that you're local. Uh, I think you rock, and uh, I don't know how, which. Candidate you support at this point, but I I like Larry Elder a whole bunch.
2: You know, a lot of people, a lot of people do. When he announced, people were anticipating he was going to run. I've got Kevin Kylie coming on my show tomorrow, California state legislator. You know, he's worked so hard. He's been you know behind enemy lines in the in the state legislature, um, doing good work and and really um, took Newsom to task um, in ways right. that other Republican lawyers like Harmeet Dillon. I'm just going to say. It, and Mark Moisier did not. They're part of the problem with the RNC, by the way. Um, wow. So I like okay, Kevin. I, I, I like you. Kevin Kiley, um because I think he's done incredible work. But I think Larry Elder has um, has a, a voice. A profile, an ability, an understanding of the issues, and an ability to articulate it in a way where he can really get and, and, and can really get people to come and vote for him. Because I, I as much as I like Kevin Kylie, he doesn't have the name recognition. Not everybody knows Larry Elder. His name isn't as big as say, like a Rush Limbaugh, but he's got the ability to, to get that kind of household name recognition. Yeah. And you know, I, and I I, I, I want Larry to come on my show and ask him some good questions. I'm not going to endorse anybody till I get to personally ask him questions. Uh, but yeah. I'm liking well, Larry.
0: I, OK, well, well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Uh, we only have, what, barely two months. And uh, yes, and I'm I want to change the establishment. So
2: yes, badly. yes, absolutely. Well, let me tell you, Larry would do just that. He absolutely would. Thank you for calling in and being a being a good friend to the show. I appreciate you.
0: Love love your show, love you love that you're local, Andrea, and like I said, you rock.
2: Thank <laughs> you, you do too. All right, we're gonna take our final little break. When we come back, maybe we'll get Skins' opinion on Larry Elder tossing his hat in See what he's gotta say.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter. Andrea Kay show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page
1: at Andrea Kay spelled
0: K-A-Y-E
1: Andrea Kay telling you like it is all while eating a donut the Andrea Kay show on the answer San Diego
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K Show. You know what I find is so interesting about Larry Elder deciding to, to throw his name in there? I have not Besides heard Besides
1: the fact it's a great idea.
2: Yeah. Well the, the the fact that I haven't heard one person mention his skin color as to why they like him as a candidate. Exactly. And I mean that legitimately. It's like nobody's even thought about it because it's just about his ideas and who he is and what he thinks about, right? And, and what his stance is on the, on the position. And that, to me, is where we should be with everybody in this country. The Democrats want to make everything be about skin color right now, especially right now in this country. And he just proves that, you know, it's it's just really truly about what MLK said. It's about the content of your character and who you are. He tra- Somebody like Larry transcends color, right? Because it's just not about even about that. He's just a, a person. I'm not sure i'm articulating that no well. you
1: are uh, and because i have thought when there were murmurings that he was going to run and in the time that i've spent in my hell, oh, man i hope larry runs the, the issue of color never came up once. He's such a dynamic individual. He's funny. He lays down true conservative principles and articulates them and takes people to task. I have heard he plays little sound bites on his show about people that disagree with him, but then he actually gets people to see the other side. He really truly brings people together. That is what this state needs. Besides the fact, I know when it comes to all the other stuff you and I talk about on a daily basis, he's going to do right by those things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And he understands that... The, the he's the right person in my mind to push back against the cultural Marxist movement. You know that when we did the debate forum, and any time right. I've had other people on the show, I, I've I've said, you know what? Well, I'm going to stipulate that every Republican is going to be good on low taxes and low regulation. That's the that's easy assumed. stuff. That's it's assumed it's the easy stuff, and all the Republicans want to talk about that on the campaign trail. They want to avoid the real serious issues, which are economic at their core, and that's the social justice warrior stuff, the the critical race theory, the black. Lives Matter stuff, the transgenderism being taught in our schools and and all of that. It's all it's Marxism. Right. Black Lives Matter movement. They don't even hide the fact that they're a Marxist movement anymore. And we've got to have Republicans running for office. That they're have going the to stand courage. up against that. They're going to have the exactly they're going to stand up against it, going to have the courage to push back against it. Caitlin Jenner saying I'm about an, I'm a different kind of Republican. I'm inclusive. What that means is I'm here to change the Republican Party and make them another version of Democrats. No, that's not that's what not I'm what about. That's not what I'm about. No, that's not what this was. No, because basically what we're doing at that point is handing our country over to the Marxist. We need to reject that. And we need more people like Larry Elder who can actually and have the ability. Now, I got to interview him to make sure he's on board with that. I'm going to reach out. But I couldn't what be, what be more excited. Mind. I couldn't be more excited either. Hey, uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you to Patrick Wood. Thank you to my caller, the listeners. And we will see you all tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.